You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Well, this is a uh, this is an, a unique sermon that was very nervous about bringing. Very nervous about asking um, the questions that the Lord presented to me. I, I just want you to know I really double-checked to make sure this was God. Um, but he is, he is establishing his, com- his kingdom like never before in this community. Do you believe that? Do you believe it? Like really, do you believe it? Don't, don't say yes if you don't believe it. That's fine if you don't believe it. You missed the point of the whole first of the service, and we might need to rewind and go again. Um, but the reality that Jesus has won absolute victory and that we are children of that victory meant for that and nothing else, only victory, only kingdom business, and the kingdom is in the business of victory. Do you believe that? Okay. Then I have this question. You said you believed it. You set yourself up for this one. This question has pondered my mind since we dismissed Sunday. And it's just an honest question that I felt the Lord, He he put it in me to ask Him. But what more is there to say? Everything that we heard last week, everything we heard at the beginning of the service, everything that we've heard over years and years and years of amazing teaching and revelation, what more do we need to hear? Just really ask yourself that for a second. I've been seeking again, I've been seeking the Lord on these things this week because it wasn't, it was before my foot hit the ground off of this stage that question was in my mind. When I saw the reality and I saw it being received by the people in here that Jesus has won absolute victory and all that is before us and everything that is so exciting that is coming, that question came. And so I've been really just allowing Him to show me what my job is as your pastor. What is really my job? Is my job simply to come every Sunday and teach you something? Is that it? Is that my job? Is, is that if so, then what happens? And this is where it naturally went. What happens when they're in a season there is no more left to teach? I don't know that we've ever, I've never thought about that. Is there, is there, a, is there an end to God? No. Is there an end to discovery of God? No. Could there be a place where we arrive where the Lord has said, you have learned all you need to learn right now and you cannot learn anything new until you walk in obedience to what has already been set before you? Yes. Could there be a day where our worship of this podium and the teaching that could come from it, and because of that, the Lord is silent? It says, I've taught you everything you need to know for right now. In this season, what more is there to share? Because at some point we have to recognize it's not about hearing something on a Sunday. This is, it, again, when I, when I took over 
And, and just in this transition between Randy and myself, really recognizing that the Lord, and this was, this was Randy, and in his mentorship and wisdom, really recognizing that when we were shut down because of COVID, the Lord was destroying things that needed destroying. And one of those things was the idolatry that was worshipped because of a pattern of routine, which was a Sunday morning. We had a structure and we worshipped it. In, out, Sunday school, service starts sharp. It starts sharp, 1045. We've never been great at that. Um, we had announcements. We had worship. We had a sermon. We had a closing little altar call. And then we went home. We were out by 12. We were in the restaurants by 1230. <laughs> eating lunch. Thank you for your honesty. You know it's funny. Thank you. At least someone's being real. You guys all know it. And we used to sit. I used to sit. I worked here. And I'd sit and be listening to Randy. My stomach would be rumbling and be like, let's land that plane. I got quesadillas to eat, right? I got to get to level land before the lunch crowd beats me there and I got to get a table. But that's what we did. We worshiped. We began to worship the routine. And the thing is, is I sat on the other side of this because I would, I would sit and I would see what it did to the man standing up here teaching when we were not receiving what was being taught. We were thinking about what came next in our story. Man, that, that's tough. This is a tough place to be. This is a tough place to be. This is not a place that I would ever want anybody to step into because they just think it's what they want to do. No, you don't. Telling you right now, you don't. Because when you preach something that has been written on your heart and it is giving you your very breath that you're breathing and you preach it to a people that you know it's meant to give life to and you see blank faces, it hurts. And that, the Lord has said, don't look at their faces. So I'll never measure the effectiveness of this pulpit by your faces because your faces are not great. I, you're beautiful people. But you, you're, very, you're very emotionless in this place. Sorry, it's just the truth of it. And I was too. But all of that to say, and all kidding aside, what happens when we come to this place where the Lord has said, no, I, will not, I cannot release anything else until you step into what I've already released. It would be for our good. What if there is truth? If, there, if we believe, this is one of the points in these six points that we're going through on Wednesday nights, that there are mysteries yet to be discovered. Do you believe that there are mysteries of God that we have yet to see? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you think you're just going to casually stumble into those things? Oh, no. There are protected mysteries which God has protected and He has hidden away until we arrive at a place where we are ready to receive them. Because what good would it be? What good would it be right now to hand Liam the keys and be like, this is your truck? You six-year-old who can't, he can't climb in the truck without using his hands and knees. How's he supposed to drive it? Understand the rules of the road, not kill somebody. He's not ready for that blessing. Does that mean that blessing will be withheld from him? No, it, but it will be withheld from him till the moment he's ready to receive it. And that is the same for us. And so again, I ask this question in this season, after last week and this morning, what more is there to say? What more is there to say? Stay with me, please. My job is not to, it's part of my job to teach and bring sermons and bring revelation, but my job is not that. What is found within 
My job is that, is the teaching. But what my job is, what the anointing is, is not for me to come and teach every week and for us to go our, our merry ways, our separate ways, and then come back and teach you something else. My job is to steward the vision to His people that God has revealed. My job is to always have my eyes fixed on the heart of God and to recognize that church is not a service on a Sunday. It is a living and moving and breathing body. Amen? Alive and active because His Word is alive and active in us. Hebrews 4.12 For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of the spirit and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That Word lives in us. The Spirit of God dwells in us. And He is meant to be active. Now I would say this, Recognize this. We've learned this well. We're not human doings. We're human beings. We cannot justify our lives through action. We cannot justify the sacrifice of Jesus through earning it through action. I can't get a particip participation trophy when I get to heaven. That's not going to get me into heaven because I got my little blue ribbon. said I was there. That's not it. But then again, does truth not also bring about action? The truth of God will always bring action because the kingdom of God is not a stagnant kingdom. It is living and active. How can it be living and active if it stands still and never moves? What territory could it occupy if it never leaves its borders? And we are here to occupy. We are ambassadors. That very title means we leave the place we're from to go and occupy a new place. An ambassador. That's who we are. We are not meant to be stagnant. We are not meant to be still. There are moments of stillness. There are moments where He would ask us, do not lift your foot yet. But that is not what we're in. We've learned this for two years. The only waiting we're to be doing anymore is the time it takes for this foot to be picked up and put back down. That period of time where it's not touching the ground is the only waiting that is meant for this house in this season. And that's not a lot. That is not a lot of waiting. So what if action is all that's left? No more teaching, just an active body. Will we stand still or move as the Spirit has prompted? James 2.18 But someone will say, You have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. Faith without works is dead. So are we dead? It's a very humbling question. It's a very important question to continually ask yourself. Faith without works is dead, so am I dead? Or are there works that people would see the works of my life and they would know who my faith is in? Ask yourself that. When they look at your story, in the day-to-day, -day, would they see the heart of God in it? Or would they see the heart of you? But I don't know how this the people that fill this house could be dead. Not after what we heard last week. I believe in this place and in this house, we are alive. We are His spoken word, living and active, filled with His presence. Amen? Amen. But as Isaiah 55, 11 says, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. <clears throat> it shall not return empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose. And shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And see, church, the word has been spoken. 
But it is time for it to go out from this place to accomplish that which He has purposed it for. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? The word has been spoken. And now it is time for it to leave this place. To go out and accomplish that which He has purposed it to accomplish. And that is you. And that is in your story. And that is walking in obedience to the prompting. And that is receiving what has been spoken for you and not allowing yourself to live another moment believing anything else but to believe that which God has spoken and to recognize this reality and this identity that you are a child of victory. You are more than a conqueror. And to not live a single second of any day for the rest of your time here on earth believing anything else but recognizing that I am more than a conqueror and that comes with a few things. That comes with this reality that there is not a kingdom besides the kingdom of heaven that can stand against me. And the kingdom of heaven is for me. There is no power, principality on earth or in the spiritual realm that will stand against God's elect and have any victory. That is who you are. So then I would ask you this. So what point is there to hesitate in anything? What point? It's kind of like being caught in one of those, uh, those games they have at the fair where there's a bunch of money and you're in this capsule and the air just starts blowing and all you've got to do is reach out and grab as much as you can. That's the reality we live in. All there is is fruit to grab. But would you get into one of those things and just be like lethargically swatting at the money? No. You're going to get frantic. Anybody. It's going to get frantic and get crazy and get passionate and get aggressive and have urgency about what they're doing. So I would ask you to have urgency with the time that's left because there's not a single person that is guaranteed another breath in this room. But God has spoken what He has spoken over you. And will you be willing to stand before Him and say, yes, I confidently chose to waste those breaths. And I stood still. Because if that will be your answer... I need to find a different job, right? I'm not, not to be mean, I'm, I'm really not trying. But what point is there in a church service? What point is there in a Sunday morning? What point is there in this building if we only live within this building? Would you want this building? I, wouldn't want, I will tear it down before that be true. I'll do it. i got friends with big tractors. But I would rather, if this is all we'll worship, this building, I'll tear it down. That we would live, be the church, and live as He has called us to live out there. Because He has spoken all that, in, as far as I'm concerned, I don't need to hear anything else. I serve a wonderful God that will continue to speak and He will never cease to speak. And those that will always give Him an ear to hear, He will always speak. He will always minister to their hearts. But I have heard all I need to hear. The truth of my life has been defined by all I've heard so far. And I'm telling you right now, it can't get much better. But the beautiful thing is, is it does get better. How can it get better than being more than a conqueror? How can it be better than being a child of victory that is only meant to know victory? That my kids and I myself, when someone asks and says, man, I'm just in turmoil, I'd be like, what is turmoil? Say, man, I'm just fearful. What, what is fear? What is doubt? What is division? 
I don't understand those things. I would rather those be a distant memory than be something that I can articulate in the present, wouldn't you? And that is what you are meant for. That is the reality that you are built for, that you are anointed for, is that those would be distant memories. And I'm telling you right now, that's, that's plenty for me. That's more than enough. That's more than enough. So again, I would ask you, the Lord will always speak from this pulpit as long as there are people that are willing to walk in obedience to Him. But again, what else do we need to hear? Has He not already given us enough to move us forward? Has He not given us enough to prompt us into action, to being kindness to those around us? Has He not given us enough? The answer is absolutely yes. He has given us all we need, more than enough, to overflow into the stories and lives of those around us. And the good news is, is He will never cease to pour into us. He will never cease to pour into you. But the thing is, is you are not meant to exist in that cistern collecting that water that He's pouring into. You're meant to exist outside of it in the overflow. You are meant for action because faith will always produce steps forward. Faith will always go to establish the kingdom of heaven. Faith will always be seen and justified by the works that it produces. The testimony of faith is the testimony of your life and the breath that you breathe. There is no way to justify your faith by simply working hard enough. No way. But true faith, because faith comes from encounter, a true encounter with God will always produce life. And life is living and active. Life is not stagnant. Where in history has life thrived in a stagnant place? Water, the very sustenance. Your body is 70% of it. But if it sits for too long, it is poison. Because it's meant to move. It's meant to be active. And in that place, it is living. Because it's active. (coughs) So I'd ask you this. It's kind of a interesting place that we're in but I would ask you this if the Lord said shut those doors you don't need to meet in there be the church outside of here would we do it could we do it could we be the church outside of a outside of four walls because these four walls are not church these four walls house services that's it that's all it's meant for to fit people in here so that they can congregate for one purpose. But the church is you, and you are meant to be living and active. One body, united by one spirit and one baptism through one word, through one sacrifice. That is who you are. But we are at this point where if we sit still any longer, what God has for us will pass from us. And I do not want to stand before the Lord on the day of judgment and say you spoke clearly to me what my life was to be and the steps I was to take and I said no to it we are in a place now where we will either establish the kingdom of heaven in this city or it will be established in another where hearts say yes to it because what else do we need what else do we need to hear to get us to be active if we need to hear more to produce an active life of obedience, then we've missed it. That's all I'm saying right now. If, we, if you need more to prompt you to obedience, you've missed it. We've missed it. 
So that's my challenge. Have we missed it? Because if the answer is no, then there's nothing else that needs to be said. God will speak. He will continue to speak. But there's nothing else that needs to be said. Because he's spoken all that we need. You don't continue to just fill that gas tank when it's full. It's got all it needs to go. But in the goodness of God, it's like being hooked up to the pump, man. He goes with us and that, that fuel never drops below full. But we have got to go. Amen. I'm asking you to go. I'm asking you to live what you say you believe in here. I'm asking you to live it out there because there is no point in saying you believe it in here if it's not there. And there is, there is, a, there is a people that are so ready. There's, I, I need you to also recognize this highway of holiness that was pr prophesied over this congregation six years ago is happening. There are people that are coming to sundown in droves. I'm <clears throat> excuse me, I'm telling you, houses are selling like that out here. Young families coming. <coughs> families are coming. I just, we just wanted to be here. You're from Dallas. Why did you want to be in sundown? I don't know. We just wanted to be here. We have a Russian family here that sought out sundown. They were from Russia to Montana, and then they sought out sundown. Yeah, highway of holiness, it's international people. But they're coming here because of what the Lord has spoken, whether they know it or not, what the Lord is establishing here, and they are a part of it. But they need to be told they're a part of it by you. So go and tell them they're a part of it. And this highway of holiness is not just for, this is for West Texas because the Lord is doing profound things in Lubbock. He's doing amazing things in Ropes. He's doing amazing things in Whiteface. He's doing amazing things in Leveland. He's doing amazing things here in Sundown. He is doing it in this community. But he said, this place I will establish. It will be set apart. This city will be set apart. Not because of the words God simply speaks, but because of the words He speaks over those that are listening. And His word will not return void. And He has spoken these words over your life. Not over somebody else's, not over your neighbor's. It's over your life. And it will not return void. But you must say yes to it and you must live in it. It will not return void if you say yes. Say yes. You have been purposed for this season. And you have everything that you need to establish the kingdom here. So go and establish it. Go and establish it. Don't wait on a Sunday for permission to do it. Live it. There's nobody here right now that doesn't believe in it. Or there might be, I don't know. But you came here willingly. So that's your own fault. But there are people, there are a lot of empty seats in here. So that means there are, and this is not sundown. There's 1,200 people here. In this community, I don't see 1,200 people in here. So there are plenty of people that need to hear what God has in store for their story. And you are the messengers. He sent one messenger for three years and we're talking about him today. So imagine what a room full of 20 can do in a town of 1,200 because one went to all of the earth. And there's 20 in one city. That's enough, I think. So go and do. Receive it and let the natural fruit of the words spoken over you be produced in your story. 
When he is prompting you to go, you go. Stop waiting, just go. What point is there in waiting? It's the same point. What point is there in not worshiping in fullness? What point is that to worship in part? No, there is no point. So what point is there in living this life for God in part? You have been made to live it in full. And there is blessing in store for you as you live it in full. Amen? So go. Be a part of what God has spoken over your story that is for you. Be His word that will not return void. Because there is nothing else that we need to prompt us to action. So Lord, I pray that that would be the reality. Lord, we know you're good. We know you will always speak to your children. All those that give you ears to hear, you will speak. And we thank you for that reality. But Lord, I pray that we would understand this reality that there is nothing else you need to say for us to step into action. <coughs> what else do we need to hear? to operate in the fullness of this truth. We have had profound and amazing teaching for over 12 years. What more is there to be spoken? All we need to do now is step in obedience. Be kindness to those around us and step in obedience. And watch as you establish the kingdom in and through each and every one of our steps. Because you have blessed us beyond measure and you have blessed us beyond measure with the reality of who we are and who we are in you. Recognizing that we are God's elect and what can stand against God's elect. So why would I hesitate in going? Because there is nothing that can stand against us. So I pray there would be no hesitation in this room any longer. Only urgency. And that we would take steps in confidence knowing that there is nothing that can stand against me. So why will I not go and occupy every territory for the kingdom of heaven? Let that be the reality of this place and the people that fill it. That we would be ready to receive those that come on this highway of holiness. Who will they see first when they arrive here? We have been anointed that they would be the, we would be the ones that welcome them off. That welcome them here as they arrive on this highway of holiness. We would welcome them here. The sons and daughters of the kingdom of heaven. You are doing a new thing. And we get to be a part of it. I pray that we would not waste the breath given. And we would live active we would live our lives about kingdom business first everything else second but kingdom business kingdom business first give us eyes to see ears to hear help us to be quick to remember all that has been given that we could give it away in Jesus name Amen thanks for listening to this message for more resources sundownchurch.com